give me something to believe in. Earth below me, sky above me, fire within me. Brought to you by UPRN Network. I'm Trish Mo, and this is The Missing Piece. Good evening. I'm Trish. This is The Missing Piece, and we are broadcasting live from New Orleans and 105.3 FM, as well as United Public Radio Network. And it is Monday, gosh, September 19th. Um, And tonight, I am super excited to welcome back. I had many people request her to come back, and um, I'm excited to welcome Corby Mitleid back. She is a certified tarot master, a teacher, an ordained minister. Um, One, uh, honestly, one of the wisest women I have had the pleasure of speaking with in the last. since I started this show, and a huge inspiration as well to me. She has, she's the author of numerous books, Clean Out Your Life Closet, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, and You've Got the Magic, uh, Who Needs a Genie? And so welcome, Corby. I'm I'm so thrilled that you, you agreed to come back to my craziness here. It's okay. It's good to be here, Trish. And um, I did... I believe I, um, can you see the the public chat room or just the private one? If I click on the comments, I can see the public, yes. Okay. So I didn't know when people ask, you know, ask questions, if you were able mm-hmm. to see. I can. So Corby, we were, we were kind of discussing that before I, I was telling you that. Um, hello, Brian. Oh, I was going to tell you all in the chat room, this is something new that StreamYard has been doing with Facebook. If you are watching through Facebook, you have to allow, if if you want your name shown, you have to allow StreamYard the, um, there's, I, I, on that side of it, I guess there's an authorization that comes up. You have to allow it to read your Facebook name. Otherwise, I only see you as a Facebook user. So, I don't know who's commenting, but hello, Brian. Thank you for joining us as well. I don't know who the other two are because it just says Facebook user. Um, but yeah, we were, we were talking about how, give give everyone, I know you explained kind of your background and everything on, on my last show, but just a quick um, background of yours. Okay. Um, you're talking the 32nd elevator speech. When I was nine, (laughs) I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes and said, there is magic in the world. I want to go find it. Fast forward to 1973 when I was a senior in high school, working part-time at Spencer Gifts. They had the James Bond 007 tarot deck and I bought it because we were all hippies then. (laughs) So for 20 years, I read for friends, making sure that my ego stayed on the shelf and I was a clear channel. All of a sudden, in the early 90s, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, hello, you're working for me. Did it part-time until 9-11. As we watched the towers burn, I turned to my husband and said, I will need to do this work full-time. People need to know there are other answers out there. 
he said, I believe in you, go do it. So it's been over 20 years. I work six days a week, 14 hours a day. I read about a thousand people a year and I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. That's key. Man, and I remember, I was so, I, I was just in, blown away when you told me approximately how many people you had read for over the years and some of those specific stories and how it changed, um, you know, a lot of people's perspective on tarot mm -hmm. readers. Um, and yeah. and that's what, I, I guess that's what I love that's different about you than, than many, many tarot readers, you know, we see, um, a big question I had recently, um, you know, when people are talking about how to decipher whether, um, tarot readers are a scam or a scam or, or, or if they're legitimate. And, and I loved how you explained that last time, as far as if we're able to lie to them or, or, you know, give them false information or whatever. And there are the bad ones. Yes, I, I get that, that are trying to scam people. But yeah, um, to me, let's talk about the good ones first. The good ones realize that even the best of us are only 85% accurate. The only one 100% accurate is God. And God is not doing private readings this week. We, yes, we learn the meaning of the cards, but we need to learn to tell stories. And a good reader will look at a card and they may get information that is different from what the actual card meaning is, but they say it because they know that's what spirit wants them to tell the client. The example I give on that one, there's a card, the three of pentacles, usually shows stained glass window in a church and somebody working on it. It's a card of mastery long-term. But I pulled that card when I was reading for a couple in Kitchener. And what came out of my mouth was, there is an abandoned or deconsecrated church within a couple of miles from here. And I think you're supposed to open up a cafe bakery. And I didn't know where that came from, but it came out and they looked at each other and they nodded. They goes, oh yeah, we know which one we've been arguing for two years. That's what they needed to hear. So. Wow. And I've seen this a lot. Well, I, I guess tarot you know especially this season i've seen tarot new tarot decks which is mm -hmm. fine you know everybody has come out for every theme you could imagine you said your first one was was james bond now there's cabbage patch kids and you know mm -hmm. <laughs> all kinds of and for a tarot deck as long as they follow the 22 majors and the four suits with the 14 cards in each suit it's a tarot deck oracle cards on the other hand have no structure. They are completely whatever the designer and creator wants it to be. A lot of them have 44 because 44 is a master number, but there is no, you have to do it this way, which is why Oracle cards have just blossomed over the past 30 years. Now, do you think as far as, as Oracle cards, I think I think those are based on the reader as well. Be, that you know, everybody has their own um, kind of personality that goes along with that. But in your own life, I I always ask readers this because in mine, I started before I even realized I was doing it. I started living my like my life started um, becoming one giant 
tarot world, you know, because uh, in certain days I'll see a giant tower yep. and know that, you know, down, down the road, if I'm driving or further um, later in the day, there's going to be a tower moment. You, you know what I mean? There's, yes. Does that happen to you as well? Well, that's what I call the Subaru gig. What does that mean? <laughs> I didn't notice the Subarus on the road till I got one. Then all of a sudden I was seeing little blue Subaru legacies everywhere. Right. So yeah. when you see it, you're primed to look for. The law of attraction type. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Huh. I've been seeing Subarus all over too lately. And I wasn't, good cars. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> and, and that was more because I started realizing the cycles we live in our lives. And I had driven mm -hmm. one. Um like six years ago when I was in New York, when I was upstate. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I was like, man, that was actually, that was actually a really good car. And I was dropping For my son upstate New York, which is where yeah. I am. Yes. I'm leaning out of the screen because uh, my window is open and we've got a rip snorter of a rainstorm that's uh, just coming through. So now much better. I'm dry and it's quieter. <laughs> Yeah, and, and so right then when I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I drove one of those six years ago. My my mother-in-law at the time let us borrow when we had just moved her vehicle. Mm -hmm. And um, right then when I was dropping my son off, there were like five or six all parked together, all mm -hmm. at the end of the row, you know, just showed up the second we spoke it out loud there. <laughs> so. Yep, exactly right. Exactly right. The Subaru heard you. Yeah. Let's see. There's Stephanie in the chat room. There's, uh, what is this one? I'm an empath, and as a rescue guy and fireman, army, combat medic, I saw those moments, but while they were happening, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, Mr. Fireman, Army Combat Medic, could you um, give us a little more detail on what you're talking about? They were happening. And yeah, see, all these say, I, I can't tell, call you all by your name because it says Facebook user. So um, I guess if you guys are going to ask me a question, Put it in, hi, I'm name, just in case you're on Facebook. That way we know how to address yeah. it. Yeah. They just started this like a month ago. And, it, you know, if they're coming from any of our Facebook pages, it um, it won't allow us to see their name unless they, unless they click allow. Swept away by a cult. That is... I think that's another thing in this day and age too, you know, with, with everything going on in the world, especially I've, I've noticed with the younger generation, you know, with teenagers, everyone's looking for something to belong to something to be, um, you know, a, and it, it can be dangerous. Um, it's very dangerous. Any cult, any, you know, crazy political aspect, mm -hmm. Because the world has been so chaotic, people grab on, it's like grabbing onto a piece of wood when you're in a, a boat crash and there's a piece of driftwood. Um, there are no rules anymore. And it is very hard 
for people to stand in their own truth without those rules. We who are elders, we can do it. But, you know, I've had 67 years of experience learning what that is. And that's one of the reasons it's like they say that Christianity is going down the tubes in America. And in a few decades, it will be a minority religion. That's why uh, the Christians are panicking because they mm -hmm. see that and they want to grab the power while they can. Um, it's the fear about immigration because, you know, the whites will be a minority. It's a fact. The whites will be a minority. Yeah. And so let's get in power before. What we fear, we hate and we kill. So when you see people hating and wanting to kill, whether it's immigrants or non-Christians or whatever, it's because they are terrified. What if I gave them equality? What if I respected them? Would I drown? It's where it comes from. Makes sense? I, I agree. Um... You know, I, I was thinking about that with the 330th anniversary of the Salem witch trials, for example. Mm -hmm. But but for me, it goes back much, much further, you know, coming from uh, the Southwest and New Mexico and, and having the Navajo background as well. It was considered horribly, um, you know, it's, it's against their beliefs if you title something witchcraft but there was a very fine line between witchcraft and the different um shamanistic um mm -hmm. practices it mm -hmm. literally it was like the witch trials again you know all over again because and they just discovered more uh burial sites with literally i i don't hundreds thousands maybe of people that had been killed by their tribe i mean they killed their own as far as in their tribe kind of like the salem mm -hmm. witch trials and yes. and i was throughout history all every time this happened i'm like well you know witches get such a <laughs> such a bad rap in that area and i think because this happens in my own life i'm sure they were always at the place when tragedies happen because as healers Mm -hmm. we're obviously going to be so so if you see somebody who's at the scene of every crime of course that would be the easiest person to and something that you don't know about it'd be the easiest person to blame or you know point fingers at or whatever of course um but you know um you can't just use the word witch as everybody knows what it means right you simply can't because you've got white witches and black witches and a friend of mine says that she's a dark witch. And I said, what do you mean dark witch? <laughs> and she said, I am the one who saves people from the dark beings. She is not afraid to go into the dark for them. Now, so that's a third kind of witch. Yeah. Okay. So just to assume, you know what witches are and all witches are bad. You're missing the boat. You really are. I uh, I always thought that was funny, and the 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 really old um, medicinal books that that were pr practiced in the old ways, the mm -hmm. names I I thought that was funny because a lot of people assume that you know Eye of Newt and all of the things that um, was actually an Eye of Newt. When most of those things were the names of plants, they named them yes. after something they lived. It, we we weren't like going yeah. out and eating babies and you know like all of no, that no, stuff. No, 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 no. 
it was actually something, you know, like a rabbit's ear because it felt like a rabbit's ear, things like that. And um, there's still people to this day that don't know, don't know that. And it's it an was, old world term for mustard seed. <laughs> I have knew yeah. is an old world term for mustard seed. So there you go. But it's not as evil and exciting to say, oh, well, let's put a little mustard in it. You know, give it a little kick. <laughs> no, I am new. <laughs> but I was watching with my daughter the other day, which I really pay attention now to the way that that things are are being absorbed by my own kids and um, that they learn, you know, on television or whatever. I was watching Hocus Pocus because the second one is coming out. And the things in that movie, I'm like, this is actually this is pretty. This is pretty bad the way they're portraying, you know. So, oh, there was, I, I'm not sure who this one is also. So having lived in Louisiana, what do you both see happening in our country soon? I love being a healer, but you're living in the end times. If you think you're all going to get raptured up, I hate to tell you, wrong answer. Everything ends and then there is a beginning. Do I believe that this is the end of America as we know it? The two-party system, the civil, but yes. Yes, it's the tower card in tarot. Now, the tower card, everybody looks at as doom, gloom, and destruction, but it's not. I tell you, think about it like the imploding sports stadium card, all right? I'm in New York. Yankees want to build a new stadium. They got to blow up the old one first and clear the ground. That is what is going to go on in America. Um, now, whether we can do it gently or it's full goose bozo, who knows? To be honest, at 67, I don't think I'm going to live to see the other side of it. But I tend to get incarnated during times of big change. And I tend to be on the losing side. Um, in the 15th century, I know that I was a Yorkist knight, the Wars of the Roses, York lost to Lancaster. In World War I, I was a German pilot, Germans lost. So I think that I am here in America, do not have the money to um, be an immigrant um, and leave the way a lot of my friends are planning to do. I am supposed to be here to hold up a candle in the dark feed the people I can, heal the people I can, keep the people at peace. Not keep them quiet and, and push down, but when they're scared, help them balance. And that's so. interesting. The, isn't the National Day of Peace is this week. Is, mm -hmm. Isn't that, I believe it's Wednesday maybe. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting you say that. And even Salem, means the gift of peace um well not say not salem itself salem means peace jeru jerusalem mm -hmm. jeru salem means the gift of peace so um i i had the kind of the same same thing but but i didn't know it at the time happened during the shutdown i had the means at that time that I could have, and I kept thinking, I'm like, why do I keep getting this message to leave the country? I kept hearing, you know, you're outnumbered, flee the country, blah, 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 all these things. And I, and I didn't, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay. 
and I'm now I old. don't, you know. Nobody wants so. people at my age, unless you have a cool million to bring with you. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I'm No, I'm 67. People don't want immigrants that are seniors. Well, they are convinced we'll just take the health care and do all of that. We're not worth anything. That's true. Yeah, unfortunately, so. it is true. And and the same with, you know, I had done research on on these because Kansas has some of the most extensive underground tunnels. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people started buying up these underground bunkers and selling them to other people and all this. And they only accept a certain type of person. Like you have they to have certain centers. And certain skills, and you know, they're going to accept so many yep. doctors and nurses and teachers, like and whatever. It's the zombie apocalypse, yes. Yep. And I was like, well, I'm not getting in one of those, so I'm. <laughs> what is the other? Let's see, Josh. I can see your name. Yes, we just discussed that. Francisco was the one, the medic and mm -hmm. an army, um, the army combat medic. Um, he said his name back there from Wichita, Kansas. Um, and so are, are you okay with doing some live readings? Mm -hmm. Like, like we discussed. So I know I yeah, know a few of these but people. Don't I just say, please don't say I want a reading. Because yes. if you want me to get something useful and fast for you, I want your name. If you're asking for romance, I need your birth date so I can target the right people. And it's a real question. Okay. Um, that way I can give you something useful instead of just vagaring at you. And vague is stupid. Frankly, um, it's already happening. It's not going to be like North versus South, you know, Fort Sumter, et cetera. It's going to be a guerrilla warfare because you don't have the delineation that you used to. Um, I live in upstate New York. It's a very red Republican county. You go down to New York City, it's very blue. Uh, it'll be red versus blue. It will be old versus young. Because frankly, the young people are furious with people my age. It's why I practice being an elder, not a boomer. You know, what's the difference? Boomers are the ones that think we had it great. We had the great muscle cars and the music and we were low. And, you know, you guys can't match us and you're just lazy. It's why you're not getting it. And I just shake my head and I say, look, number one, we never worried about getting murdered going to school. We never worried about, is the earth going to be uninhabitable in our lifetime? We didn't worry about our neighbor coming over to beat us black and blue or put a bullet in our head if they don't like that we got a vaccine or we're a different religion or we voted for the wrong person or we had any different opinions of theirs. America these days is a tinderbox. It's one of the reasons you need to find your tribe. And I'm not saying tribe like QAnon. Tribe are the people that you know want to help you make the world better, stick together, compassion, healing, feed people that are hungry, teach kids. That's the kind of tribe that will survive the dark times. 
Because if all you want to do is just kill the other side, you're going to end up dead too. That's how it works. Elders know that we have to get off stage. We were number one with a bullet for years. Now we have to let Gen Z and their folks come on stage. They're the ones who are going to save us if we're going to get saved. We offer them what knowledge we have when they ask. We learn to be third trenchers. Now, what's a third trencher? World War I. First trench was over the top. Second trench was the reserves. And third trench was the cooks and the medics and everything that helped them survive. It is time for boomers to be the third trenchers. We will do the dishes and pack the food, but let the Gen Zs plan feeding the homeless. Let them plan it. Let them make it theirs. And we just do the scut work now. That's where we belong. It's tough to get people my age to see that. It, yeah, I've been on that side of trying to get people. People <laughs> in, and you know, we talk about tri- finding our tribe and such. And and before I was on this network, I I was part of various different pagan groups and and went to different retreats and this and that. And there was a sense of, I mean, I still came across the the egotism and the 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 competition, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that isn't. Right now, we're all going to be screwed if there's no earth to do it, you know, and it, and it's it's very prevalent, especially mm-hmm. especially in media and things like that. Everybody's like, well, I don't want so-and-so to get my idea. And, and here I am like, OK, but if there's not a world to live in, then nobody's going to get your, you know, and it's very hard to. Mm-hmm. To communicate that in an effective way, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. OK, we have. Alexa, how does my family dynamic look in the future? Family dynamic, what does that mean? Um, If you mean boyfriend, if you mean am I having babies, let me know that kind of thing. I'm going to pull a couple of cards based on what you sent. Okay. Now, number one. It's going to be very up and down. If there are emotional situations, you're going to have a roller coaster, no breaks. Number two, you are not the alchemist. You cannot turn lead into gold. This is going to take serious work on the part of both of you. But then it's a big thumbs up for a new beginning. So you kind of need to roll things back, look at what you have, what you don't want, and make deep changes. But it has to be both of you, not one of you, or it will not last. I think that was Alexa responding. On the yeah, Alexa, is that you? The what? What do you think the difference is between a twin flame and a soulmate, especially when you're highly emotionally intelligent? That's easy. Okay, soulmates. We all have more than one. There are core team. In my life, my father was my best friend. He was a soulmate. My husband, this one, absolutely. Last one. Uh-uh. My spiritual mentor, we had a fabulous relationship for 25 years, blew it up, had a massive falling out for six years, came back together in a totally different manner. They are with me too. That's a soulmate. Twin flames are people like John and Yoko. 
Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, people you cannot imagine them being with anybody else. Okay, that's the case. So Elizabeth and Philip, twin flames. Um, William and Kate, just soulmates. They'll do very well together, but she doesn't look at him like he absolutely hung the moon. She doesn't wilt when he's not there. Elizabeth did with Philip. So she, I just friends. read about her going, you know, how she went, it, everything fell apart, her animals, stuff, everything after he yeah. passed away. Yeah, we, you know, people who, who knew her, uh, yeah, give her a year. She was going to make it to her platinum jubilee and then she was done. She was done. And God knows she owed us nothing. She, she, I think she meant to get Alex away from the cold. So Alex is, so this is the one from earlier. Um, she said her son okay. has been swept away by a cold. Okay. You, you don't ask a strange psychic on the air for that, darling. There are specialists who help people get out of cults and you need to find them and they will work with you because cults are like strangleweed. Hmm. And he's not gonna listen to anybody unless someone is steeped and trained in cult think and knows how to unravel it for you. But there are specialists who help people get their children or their loved ones out of cults. Find one and work with them. Yes, I do see your son coming out, but he's gonna need help. Let me find the one with this. Uh, Texas Wraith Hunters. I have a paranormal group and I want to take it deeper, but I sometimes feel that I'm just dark and don't want to take it the wrong way. I'm just not afraid of anything or try anything. Anthony, here's his birth date. Okay, I only need your birth date if you're trying to date one of the ghosts there, Anthony. Um, <laughs> it could be really tempting to you. This is a case where you need someone to balance you. If you'll do anything, go anywhere. You need someone who will hold the reins. Because especially when you're working with paranormal stuff, unless you're brilliant with grounding, centering, shielding, and you know how to protect yourself six ways to Sunday, they will get in. Um, I just had to have my house and land cleared by my friend, the Dark Witch, who is a brilliant shaman because they had gotten past my shields. And I've been doing this since Moses was in diapers. So you want to make sure there is someone who holds the safety for the group you work with. That's your paladin, that's your anchor. Huh, that's it. I never thought of it that way. It's interesting. It, it is, it, and it's becoming so, I want to show you something here once we get past these as long questions. As it's not a snake. I will not look at a snake. <laughs> it's not a snake. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh Dick Dixon. Okay. So, three cards. Actually, I'm not going to use Tara. I'm going to use my Zen deck for Josh. Number one, you got to decide what you're projecting. Is this full-time? Is this part-time? Is it entrepreneur? Because if you say you're getting older, 
Uh, I used to be an executive recruiter. Frankly, once you're over 45 or 50, you get thrown on the dung heap. You have to fight twice as hard. And entrepreneur may be the way to go for financial help. Change whatever you've been doing, baby. Whatever you've been doing is done. Third card. Don't earn money just because it's a fast way to earn money. If you're getting older and you have more time behind you than ahead of you, it's time for you to make sure you enjoy what you're doing. Okay. I work, like I said, six days a week, 14 hours a day, but I love what I do. So for me, it's not that bad. You got to think about that. You are going to have to change what you're doing for work. You're probably going to have to graft on a secondary job, but you can do this. I don't see you with a tin cup and pencils. So has it stopped raining yet? Because this room is, ah, oh, thank you. I've got the lights on and little menopausal so me. Yeah, little menopausal me is sweating bullets. Thank you very much. <laughs> Where would it lead her direction? God, you know, I have to teach a class on how to ask a question. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what I was, I'm like, none of these are just a straightforward question, really. Well, to be perfectly honest, then they all need to get this. This is my book, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. And in that book, I teach you how to ask useful questions, what not to ask, when the psychic is, you know, a charlatan and leave. So you should get that book. All right, three cards for your bud here. Let's see what it says. Self-growth and self-improvement. She has got to spend time opening up her brain. That's number one. Number two, she has to ignore the bitchcraft. Her bullshit tolerance meter needs to be set at featherweight. And when someone hands a bull, she needs to say, thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish, I'm out of here. Third, that's either argument or brainstorm. I'd like to think it's brainstorm. She she sells herself short is what I'm hearing. Really sells herself short. She's better at a lot of things than she thinks and she has to step out and own it or people will just smush her down. Oh, oh, here here's the real question. <laughs> Facebook user I want you to think really hard. Would you, and this is taped, would you want me to look and maybe say, yeah, she's cheated on you twice and there it is out in the world forever. Don't ask a question <laughs> you don't really want the answer to in public. Now, does she really love you? That I can answer. And that card? If she can get out of her own way and get rid of the fears from past relationships, she can love you, but she's holding herself back. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I started doing this full time when I was 46, because I knew that if I didn't have my own work, I'd never be able to make it into senior citizenhood comfortably. And I will be working until I'm two weeks dead. I say that because, you know, two weeks dead, I'll be somebody's spirit guide. I'll still be working. 
my problem when when I went, you know, trying to start working for myself is is I'm a workaholic. Because oh, you do I... find so much more joy in doing it for yourself mm -hmm. and putting it, you know, opposed to me working the eighty some hours or whatever for other people before. And yeah, you know. But how do you find balance in? Notice I said I work six days a week. Wednesday. Before COVID, I was on the road 45 weekends a year. My nickname was the Travel Channel. My husband was a museum director for an eight-building revolutionary wear site. He had night meetings. Wednesday was date night. I don't care if you're dying, I would send you to another psychic, and he would not take a meeting. And we didn't care if it was pizza and a Star Trek rerun. We were with each other. How are you doing? How was your week? Do we need to talk? Which is why, with all of the stuff that we had to go through, my cancer, uh, his jaw surgery, um, we have a 864 square foot house, tiny. And I work at home now and he's retired. We work it, we make it work. Because we know how to talk to each other. We take the time for date night, we do. So that's one of the most important things you need to do. Even if you're not with anybody right now, you take time for you and you go date you. I, I was about to say, I do that. I, I ask myself those same questions. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Good. like a, a self mindful check-in once a week, usually on, mm -hmm. on Saturday, Sunday and like just stop, you know, how are you doing? How are you, especially with my ADHD and stuff? I, yeah. I could go off on hyper-focus <laughs> on 15 different things at once, you know? And, and so I, um, and then I started making a point, my, my kids and I were, were having these conflicts and I started making a point and, and I've even gotten my son in on it now. He'll go with us to do fun things, you know, because he's in that teenage stage where they mm -hmm. just hate everyone. And <laughs> so, yep. but it's, it's completely changed our, you know, I, even when I'm busy, even when I have a meeting, even I stop what I'm doing and whatever I said we were going to do as a family, we go do it. And, and it's changed everything. So yeah, it does. very good advice. Um, so I was going to, if you all have a question, now I think they're all afraid to ask a question. Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, if you have a question and you're, if, if you're on YouTube or any other site, your name shows up, or if you've allowed StreamYard, if, if it, um, if you're on Facebook, then just write your name as, as she mentioned before. So we can, we can see who you are asking the question. And I was going to see if I could share this video file because I noticed it. I don't know if you have, I'm, I'm sure you do, but it's called next door neighbor. It is an app. Um, uh, that that allows your your neighbors to communicate information, you know, crimes, um, just the things going on. It could be for a city, it could be for a neighborhood, um, things like that. But it's I a spy was... network. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know if this will play right. Uh, maybe. You see this? So, mm -hmm. oh, it is playing. And I so was just scrolling through. For? There we go. 
So there's this man stealing something off this lady's porch. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know you caught this, Corby, I'm sure. But here's what. And I, I was just scrolling past. I saw this. She said, just to let everyone know there's someone that's been going around stealing things, blah, blah, blah. To me, I was like, uh, ding, ding, ding. You know, my little medium ship. I was like, I stopped and I scrolled back. I was like, there's a light flicker. You know, that spirit. And then I noticed something. See, so I played it. I played it normal the first time. And then I slow it down. Just to mm-hmm. just to show people how how you can actually this is like seeing a negative attachment to this man. Light flicker. Mm-hmm. Watch his pocket right here. Oh, it might have already done it. I'll have to go back if it. Yep. Oh, so there oh, that's right. I slowed down now. Right there. Yeah, there's the flicker. Now watch his pocket right there let me see scroll okay so i slowed it down there something flies and then there's something walks past this light because those you know mm-hmm. they were solid but to the normal person obviously they they probably wouldn't notice any of that they're just like oh you know this what a tool bag stealing from this lady, but that's the first thing I noticed. And so here was my my question to you, um, as far as as far as that goes. I've seen this on the rise, obviously, and you know, as a medium as well. There is apps, and it goes back with your question on uh, from the from the Texas, the the wraith hunters. There's absolutely and evil spreading and and 100% it's be you know everybody has such a negative mindset through media and and um mm-hmm. everything that sp- I, negativity itself spreads like cancer so yes. yes so that right there shows when this is happening that the man is committing a crime something is attached to him mm-hmm. and it's happening all over the place and people don't believe that that can happen that way. It can. It's one of the reasons that it's it's like the old saying with Dumbledore, when something is right or something is easy. Hate is easy. Stealing is easy. And we always make excuses. Staying light in dark times, that's work. It's work. But it's where you need to go. It's if you are a light worker, it doesn't mean sometimes. So you got to watch yourself. You acknowledge that there's a lot of dark out there, but you don't get tempted by it. And and I think that's another topic too. You know, people who are light workers, they say, "Well, I don't." Who are new to accepting spirits um existing um at all in the first place you know to begin with but 
but a, so many people lately have said, but I feel like they're attracted to me. I, well, of course, because it's that light, like a moth to the flame. You know, it's mm -hmm. if everyone you're around, you're walking around is has this cloud over them of negativity and darkness. Of course, they would be attracted to the one that's that's glowing. But that's how I see. That's true. But, you know, on the other end of it is what I call glurpy purple with angels. Hi, my name is Little Dancing Raccoon, oh, and no. here's my spirit guide, Arctic <laughs> Bear. And never have a bad thought. All you want is positive. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's lovely to think about, but we're in a dualistic world. Mm -hmm. It's why we come down here to learn the difference between light and dark. They need each other. Without light, there are no pools of darkness. Okay, so we can choose light. It doesn't mean that our aura don't stink. It just means right. we're trying to lift up, not just grab for ourselves. Most one percenters, they live in the dark. You know, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, I don't care how much good they do in the world, they're dark because they have money that could change the world for the better and all they want to do is keep it for themselves. Yes. You know, eat the rich. There is some sense in that. But don't destroy all the rich so you can have what they have. There has to be universal food, shelter, health, joy. That's why you take it from the one percenters. Not so you can have it, but so everybody can have enough. I was thinking about that in, in regards to creating this presentation about sustainability and it, some things I didn't even know, you know, as adults, sometimes we have to be taught like children. And, and I say that because for myself, I understand, you, you know, I'm a, I'm a genius in, in certain subjects, but then in others, it's very hard for me to grasp. But I'm like, well, maybe there's a lot of people that because it's the way we've been taught our entire lives. And so for things as simple as, as recycling and stuff, I'm like, mm -hmm. how do you get... I didn't know that one tree, it would take an entire tree to make 700 grocery bags, 700 yep. paper grocery bags. That's right. Well, if you think about it, one cashier probably uses that many in a day, you know, people going through and, mm -hmm. and they think they're doing good for the environment because they're using paper or like people saving glass because they think they're doing, well, glass takes longer than plastic. Actually, I learned that at the zoo through a children's, you know, presentation. So. All these people, you're right, you're absolutely right, wanting to win the lottery to be like Elon Musk and to do this and to that. And um, and even all these influencers. Mm -hmm. That's what's crazy to me. After the shutdown, people have the ability to reach millions of people mm -hmm. and have an absolute lasting effect on their lives. And they choose to use it to teach people how to do pranks or. But, uh, you know, there was a meme I saw today that pinpointed it. We will remember Queen Elizabeth II as long as there is humanity. We will. She was that profound. But since Rush Limbaugh died, you never hear about him. It's as if he oh. never existed. 
because he did nothing but spew hate. There was nothing lasting about it. There will be nothing lasting about the influencers either. Now, on that side, there may be nothing about me. I may snuff it out like a candle. But the ideas I've planted in other people may grow, help them heal. I don't need to have my name remembered. If what I've done makes a good difference in people's lives, that's enough. I think that is one thing to take from, you know, superhero shows, Mm -hmm. if nothing else, because to me, it's like the concept of one acorn being able to seed an entire forest. It doesn't matter if you only reach one person, that one person might reach thousands, you know, and, and so... I started thinking about people in that in that way because there's there's been people in my life that have 100% changed my path and it might have been somebody I was passing on the street mm-hmm. complete stranger that said two words to me that changed that my right. entire life yes. yeah there's been readers that don't even know me that were doing collective readings throughout the last few years actually through mm-hmm. when I first started listening you know when I when I was kind of separating from from the Christian church, um, when I first started listening to readings, those people mm-hmm. changed my life. They, they're probably mm-hmm. why I'm still alive for that matter, because okay. they said something in a collective reading at a point when, you know, when I was very sick and I was dying anyways. And mm-hmm. so you never know who you're going to affect. Um, That's why you can't just flip it off. If you're going to be an intuitive, you're always on. It doesn't mean you're reading people as they walk by. Right. But you can never give a flip reading because you don't know who you're going to affect. And sometimes, I mean, the, these these readers were halfway across the world. Mm-hmm. You know, so. What is it? Oh, these are. If you want to ask all those questions about <laughs> Natalie, my friend, book a reading. And. I will never tell anybody their purpose ever because that's a cheat. I haven't lived your life, faced your challenges, gotten your victories. We find our own purpose by looking at our lives. In my book, Clean Out Your Life Closet, there's a whole chapter in there getting clear on your purpose. So what I will do is I'll share some of those ideas with you and you can work on it with Natalie. Okay. So, number one, what has her life been about? Now, you'll find what the life has been about, but then you have to look at the reaction. For instance, if someone's always had a roller coaster relationship with money, how has that shaped their idea of prosperity? Do they feel they're doomed to a marginal existence? Do this make them want to gain money no matter what? Does it inspire them to live more simply so that the feeling that was once one of lack now transforms into having enough. If you consistently get overlooked for awards, disqualified in contests for odd reasons, or feel cheated out of your just due, does that make you feel bitter or better at being self-empowered? Okay. So that's why, what has my life been about? You have to really dig in. Where does your happiness live? Um, what shapes your happiness? 
Where do you find comfort? And for me, it's words. Words are my drug of choice. I'm a writer. What crises changed your life? How do you learn or work best? I'm a right brainer. Don't put me in an office. And what do I want to be remembered for? When you look in the mirror and you start answering those questions for yourself, you will know what your purpose is. You will see how you are shaping your life. I have been through three bouts of breast cancer, two divorces, the death of my parents, rape, poverty, and abuse. My sentence of passion, my purpose statement, is cross the bridge from fear to fearlessness and fly. When I can take somebody from point A to point B when they thought they couldn't make it, I'm living my bliss, but I had to live through it myself in order to be able to give that away. Okay? That's why just having some psychic tell you what your purpose is like that, oh, please don't waste it. It's the most important and profound self-work you can do. I think that's the biggest step many of us, including myself for a very long time, mm-hmm. fail to, that's that's the pe- that's literally the, the part that we miss. Um, you know, and, it, and it's funny you say that I was watching the, I didn't know, I've never seen, uh, what was it, A Million Dreams? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was called? But there was there was one from um like the there was an older movie called that, and that's what the lady said last night. Um it I mean it was probably from like the 40s or 50s, and mm-hmm. the girl was wanting to go to Hollywood and become famous and all this, and she said, Careful what you wish for. For every big wish yeah. also comes a big sacrifice. That's right. I just make it simple. Be careful what you wish for, because you're gonna get it. I'm seeing a lot of blocked things in here. Where, uh, yeah, we had a, a scant hacker here showing. Oh, a poacher? Sort of different. Is that what they're called? Yeah, different symbols and stuff. I, I, I blocked that one. Oh, it's, it's I more that like, one. Hi, hi, my name is Janine. And darling, I have a reading for you. And yeah, I'm connected. Oh, please. They come into my feed all no, the time. No, this one was just a bunch of swastikas and symbols. And I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Oh my God, a link to the book. Which book? Which book, Josh? Meanwhile, Peter Parker, will I find true love? I live in Manchester, England, England. The girls are too fussy. I can't even get arrested around here. Well, (laughs) Peter, darling, we are a couple of girls. If you say that your girls are too fussy, why are you trusting us? Um, Will you find love? Yes. You won't find it in Manchester, that I'm going to tell you. Okay. For some reason, I'm hearing whales, but either that or come to the United States. There are a lot of women in the United States, probably along your line. Okay. Um, so let's see your book. I've written, okay. Which I've written book? a couple of books. Yes. Okay. Um, let me give. You can my, type my, your, your link in the That's in the what comment. I'm going to do, darling, <laughs> but I have to go find the link. <laughs> Simplest thing. All right. Here are my three books. I'm going to put it in 
the private chat and you can put it over there if you need to. Boom. Just advice. Do you ever do um, collective readings like like I was saying, like like some of the original? Define readings. a collective reading for me. When someone um, is just recording themselves doing a reading, not for anyone, maybe for a specific sign, but not for a specific person, just the energy oh. of like, a, like I'm a Gemini. And, you know, that's what I started watching years ago. Um, they would say. I'm not an astrologer. I'm not an astrologer. No. Um, my gift is teaching, especially mm -hmm. the rookies, and zeroing in on people and going this and this and this, because collective readings can be useful, but it's a different kind of talent. It's why I explain people, you can all do what I do. I'm not special. We're all wired the same way. Okay. But when you accept your draft notice from the universe, it goes rifling in your file cabinet to see what you got. With me, theater major at Brown University, acted in New York for several years, so I understand stories and characters. I said words are my drug of choice. I am a writer, so I can tell the stories. And I have loved history since I was a wee child in single digits. Put all that together and my best tools are tarot and oracle cards where I can tell you the story and doing past life retrieval because I can see the same vision as somebody else, but be able to pick it apart more precisely. On the other hand, do not ask me to do spirit art because I cannot draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer, not my wheelhouse. So that's why my skill is specifics for people, um, inspirational haranguing people. Um, you know, I'm a rev, we know how to preach. Um, and I always, it's when I teach, I'm a facilitator. I don't like standing up there and pontificating. That bores me. I want you to see what you can do. I want you to find out how good you are. It's like, I teach a course called Decadence. And if you take a look at my card stand here, I pulled out the tarot, but I've got seven different Oracle decks. Each one is used for a different purpose. So in Decadence, you can bring any non-tarot-based deck to the class and people switch them around and everyone is reading everyone's deck within three minutes because I teach you how to get out of the way, how to trust your intuition and how to joyously dig deep. Those are my skills. I think, and I think you're, you, you explain things in a way, especially in, in your books that, mm -hmm that are easy for people to to grasp onto and understand it, it, it in my opinion any many different levels you know and and places in their lives because i took a lot of the things granted i mm -hmm. have backtracked a few because of things that have happened in my life in the last few months mm -hmm. since we last spoke i have mm -hmm. kind of gone you know i was like oh my goodness i had that genie lamp and i have an, an infinity mirror that i had just been led to get from a lady at a random estate sale you know prior mm -hmm. to speaking with you last time before yeah. i read your book yeah. and um after that i was all going i was like i'm going to sign up for this next um 
spirit fair and I'm going to do this. And then I went home to, to my, my hometown and my community and, and around family. And that always, of course, of course, and I knew it was going to happen, but that just meant to me that I, I still had more healing to do. And I yeah. still needed to work on my response to that. Like how many times am I going to allow other people to dictate how I'm going to, what I'm going to mm-hmm. do with my life or my gifts. And so I, I did have, but at least I'm, I mean, I'm still moving forward because I, um, I recognize that this time and there's many times in the past that I didn't. So good. Um, That's growth. Yeah, absolutely. When, but, but I, and so I know now, you know, when I start doing things that, that I have goals, I don't always tell other people that I know, um, it, are going to put that negative, you know, oh, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You're not going back to the whole imposter syndrome. And um, because it, it just stops me in my tracks, you know, so, so I totally get it. Working through that. But, but, but you did make it your, your books put it in a, you know, put the perspective of things like that. Exactly. First of all, you tell exactly how you did it. And like you said, you had to go through these things in life. So you're, mm-hmm. you can relate to yes. a lot of those things you've had. I'm not a size too blonde with a trust fund. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can, you can relate to people, you know, it's the same people contact me asking me about Lyme disease or autism, things like that, because I've, I've lived that. I'm not mm-hmm. some doctor saying, Oh yeah, of course. Well, this is how you're going to feel. And this is how, what you're going to do because they haven't lived it. So sure. um, I do. I love that aspect about, about, um, and the way you, obviously the way you speak, but the way you write as well is very. I write fluid. the way I speak. Yes. You know, yes. It's that simple. So anyway, in the private chat, so you can pull them out. I have the links for all three of my books. Clean out your life closet, guys. That's the self-help. Clarity, adaptability, simplicity, and making friends with stress. The psychic yellow brick road is how to find a good intuitive, how to work with them, the right questions to ask, when your red alert should go off and you should leave. And if you want to do what I do on circuit, do the shows, you've got the magic, who needs a genie? I wrote down every single thing I learned from being an A-lister at the Holistic Expos for 18 years. I do nonfiction. There's enough people out there to write fiction. I prefer sharing with you what I've learned. Oh, let me let me repost that last one. It wouldn't fit, so it didn't separate it. I I had to wait on that a minute. My was your screen jumping around too in the the comments? Ishnut, Ishnut, yes. There we go. Um, is that what you were you were looking for? Yep. Was it? Um... They were looking for how to get my book, and that's how you get all three of my books. Now, how? What's the difference when you you do a lot of past life mm-hmm. um, readings for people? Mm-hmm. And I guess what's the best, you know, most people don't even know, begin to know how to approach 
well, which way to go on that, whether it be hypnosis or, you know, which method, I guess. Okay. If you want to go and wander in the Akashic yourself, that's past life regression. And you should only do it with a certified past life regressionist or hypnotherapist. Because if you get stuck in a really bad life, they can help pull you out. If you just are curious about why something is so important to you, an obsession, a phobia, then you can come to me and um, I do retrieval. I'm the one who goes upstairs, pulls down the book from the Akashic and says, read chapter two. For instance, you know, when people say, why is this necessary? Two stories. There was a woman who came to me and said, I'm really worried about my son. He's 29. He won't make any decisions without me. He won't live more than a mile from me. What is going on? So I went upstairs and I said, okay, I'm seeing 1944 Utah Beach said this is D-Day. And your son is a soldier on the beach. He's been hit with shrapnel. His leg's pretty mangled. You're his commanding officer. You take some shrapnel too, but you drag him over a dune so he gets out and you both live. When I opened my eyes, she says, can you tell me what my rank was? And I said, yeah, you were sergeant. She goes, he's called me Sarge since he was three years old and we never knew why. Two, there was a girl who grew up in the Midwest, totally nowhere near anything Civil War, but she was fascinated by the Civil War. It just ripped her heart out. So she said, is there a past life? And I said, okay. And I went upstairs and said, I'm seeing a whitewashed room with a low ceiling. There are two very tall gentlemen who are standing and their heads are bent over because they're too tall to be in the room. I see you kneeling by the bed. The dress looks like it's about 1862 or three. It's gray. It's got soutache trim around the peplum and the sleeves and the skirt. And you're kneeling by a rickety iron bed. And there is a little weasened old black woman in it. And the three of you were part of the Underground Railroad and you had gotten her out of uh, a Mississippi plantation and she was almost to the end of the railroad and freedom, but she was dying and she wasn't going to make it. And I opened my eyes and this woman is crying. And she says, I have had that exact dream for 20 years and I didn't know why. That's why you look for past lives. You don't say I must've been Anne Boleyn because I can't wear turtlenecks. <laughs> and you don't say, well, who was I last time? Because you're not learning anything. We don't remember our past lives because they have nothing to teach us unless we get targeted information. I A funny thing when I first, because I never had a teacher or, or anything either for, for many of these things. And so when I first started getting symbols of, of targets and I'm like, am I a target? I, I didn't understand that that's how you you know, focus and literally target mm -hmm. your focus on something. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Peter asked me, does your gift scare you? No, my friend, it doesn't. But this is why. Because it's not about me. This is in the universe handing me my draft notice. And I am here in service. As John Holland says, we're just the two that comes through. I know how to ground center and shield. I know who my particular bosses is R. Uh, when an uber Christian says you're doing evil stuff, I say, have you read Acts chapter two lately? 
even such as I have done, so can you do. The Bible that says thou shalt not, for, not suffer a witch to live, which is a mistranslation. It's the word poisoner. So I know yeah. that I have been asked to do this work to help heal, to empower people, to change their lives for the better, and to make the world a better place. Why I charge? Because money makes the world go round. And in the old days, let's take one of my four-day shows that I would do in Kitchener, Ontario. That's a nine-hour drive from here. So I'd leave Thursday, drive in, stay in a hotel Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, drive from Kitchener to Buffalo Monday night. So that's that long drive and all those nights in a hotel. The booth fee was $1,000, plus I had to pay my front person, plus gas tolls and food. I can't do it for free. But at the same time, um, I won't read just anybody. If you come up to me like one guy did and say, well, tell me something you couldn't know about me. And if you're right, I'll have a reading. I will look at you and say, I'm sorry. I don't roll over and fetch either. And I'll turn my back. Or when I was trying to wolf down a sandwich on one of my very short breaks one day, a guy leans over my table, pokes my sandwich and says, you don't need to eat right now. My wife wants a reading. Guaranteed they were never allowed in my booth. <laughs> we are not a car wash, a latte or a burger. We are people in service and we deserve respect. Period. End of statement. I I know we, we and we spoke about this before as far as establishing boundaries um, in, in that way that that it's important for for people to do that because you do end up on on a it, literally a hamster wheel. You know, I I I'm still doing this myself. As far as not charging people enough, not because I want to help everyone and it's not about the money. And it's but not you about, have to charge. Right. But at the end of the charge. day, then people are like, well, why can't you go help me with this research project? Or why can't you do? Uh, well, because that costs money. So mm -hmm. unless, you know, they're willing to pay for it, then everything. Yeah. So why don't you help me with my research project? And if you're, you know, it's really successful, I'll tell people how good you are. Yeah, would you say to a restaurant or look, I'm having a party on Saturday. So can you bring over a bunch of burgers and beer for my friends that not charge me? And if you know they like it, they'll all go to your restaurant. Nobody would do that. Right. So why Peter Parker. I'll answer serious questions. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't know yeah. that that was. Nope. Yeah. Does my ability scare me? Is a legit question. The rest of it is, you know, it's he obviously has a bunch. You know those little magnetic words on your refrigerator. He's pulling them together. Peter, we adore you, but we're not going to answer nonsense. We won't. So we have a lot more people who have joined us. If you weren't here at the beginning, and and Corby's more than willing to do a, a live free reading, which is amazing because she's profound in her her abilities and gifts. But but if you want one, you have to ask a direct question. And if it is about uh, a love question, correct? Then mm -hmm. then. Um, don't ask what you don't want the per, you know, the, the public to know. 
If you want to know, is your partner cheating on you? Uh, if it's yes, I will say yes. And that may be details you do not want to hear in public. Okay. So only ask what you're willing other people to hear. So, and remember, this is recorded, so it will be there in perpetuity. Forever. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> um, I was going to say, when you were talking about, um, let me ask if you're afraid of your guests. Somebody asked me, I was talking about this the other day, because I had removed, um, with my hands, I put them carefully in a cup or something and, and took them outside. Um, a few brown recluse spiders from my house um, in the last few weeks because Ew. we've had, well, but we've had a few, um, few colder nights and stuff. And, you know, they're just wanting. Yeah, well, you're um, nuts enough to live south, honey. You know, they don't show up much here in North. <laughs> well, it gets cold in Kansas though. Like, so, so I was saying, but here's the, here's one of the stories that happened to me in August, actually. I know this was after I talked to you. Um, I had, I had one that lived right outside my doorknob. She had a beautiful web. And what I've learned, I've been bitten by a brown recluse, by the way. I've been bitten by a black widow. I have been bitten by a snake. I've been bitten by a cat. I've been bitten by all these things that I absolutely love now. And when learning about spiritual animals and, and their guidance and stuff, this year must have been the year of the spider because I started embracing that quality. You know, I thought, you know, they weave a web much like our lives and there's this connectedness and so i let her it's like we had this understanding she had her her beautiful web right beside my door all summer my i had to touch the doorknob right beside her and i threatened my kids i was like do not touch her or her web she's allowed to stay there and we're going to um you coexist. know coexist together because she's not bothering me with her web there and She's, I, I said, think of it as she's, she's a protective of our home. So one day I was running late to a thing. My friends were supposed to be meeting me. I was, I was going on this uh, journalist thing to do the photography and everything kept stopping me on the way out the door. My daughter, the animals, everything. The last thing when I went to leave, the spider ran in and I'm like, that's never happened. I go in to find her and put her back outside and I accidentally stepped on her. And I was devastated. When I got on the road, I went to, you know, I was driving about an hour away. I got to a point where 10 minutes prior, there was one of the most horrible accidents I've seen. And so I, I was telling my, my kids when I got home, I was so upset, you know, because not only did I re-see that um, as the energy there, but I said, you have to change your perspective. She wasn't trying to come in my house to hurt me or kill me. She probably sacrificed herself. So, so I took, it delayed me enough that I wasn't in that accident. Mm -hmm. She was yeah. your guardian. So, so when people are like, you're, I'm not worried about them biting me anymore. I'm not worried about ghosts. I'm not worried about spirit. Yes, could I get possessed? Yes, could it be? Absolutely. But it's not a fear, you know. Yes, you can. And Iva. And give us a specific question. Don't say, can I have a reading? 
uh, career, finances, family, romance, you know, basically the everyday tour bus. Okay, God, you put me here. Now what? Got a question? Let's look at it. We're also live on on YouTube, on, on the Missing Peace YouTube channel, which is just the Missing Peace with Trish and uh, United Public Radio. I, I believe that one's UFO gods and aliens. We got banned from our other one. <laughs> All right, Anna, Anne's got a question. Anne, you be the relationship, what you need to know and best possible outcome. Okay. And you, the fool card is not the stupid person. It's the exuberant rookie, the meaning. If you grab hold of what you're passionate about, carry very little emotional baggage and only tell those who are loyal, you can cross mountains and fly. This could be a big step. B, he likes your brain. I'm not sure how he feels about how you look. The two of you need more time out in the world to really know. What you need to know is watch out for the bitchcraft. Other people want this guy and they will not stop at anything in order to get them or keep you from having him. Outcome, what's the justice, okay? Is he married? Don't touch him. Is he with somebody else? Don't touch him. Are you? Don't touch him. But if both of you are free, give it a shot. Realize that he looks tasty to a lot of people. I don't pull punches, my darlings. I just don't. Love it. <laughs> Do you get that a lot where people, um, well, probably not because you make a difference in their lives. I try to. But I, but I mean, where, where some people are offended. Thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish. I'm just telling you what I get told to be putting on the table by spirit, argue with spirit. My ego is not involved. When a psychic's ego is involved, then they will tweak information they're uncomfortable giving you. When their ego is over on you know, a shelf reading a magazine, they will just tell you exactly what you need to know. I think that's one of the things um, being autistic that actually has aided in my, my, my psychic gifts, because I've never had a filter. You know, we don't, mm -hmm. we don't see people in a way that perceiving things as, as offending, as offensive or being offended, you know, it, it's different. Um, but we do have rules, you know, yes. I will not do remote spying. <laughs> What's remote spying? Woman came to me and said, I want to know where my husband's sleeping with his mistress. I'm sorry, I don't do remote spying. Oh, well, how many people has he slept with? I don't do remote spying. Jesus, you're not any good. All right, is he sick? Is he going to die soon so I can get his money? No. Out of my desk. The, so what's your view on remote viewing when it comes to deceased i guess if somebody asks you to you know oh i talk to dead people as far as like i don't know 
missing people or or cold cases, things like that. Now, that is a specialty. Forensic intuitives ain't my thing, but I know people who are very good at it. Okay. Um, so yeah, that kind of thing I absolutely is is useful. I tend to be an emotional facilitator. I help people heal. I give people practical information. So again, um, just because I don't do it doesn't mean I'm not good. Just because right. somebody else can't do past lives the way I can doesn't mean they're not good. It's like, you know, one doctor uses an x-ray machine, another one gives you a shot. They're both good doctors. And you do talk about that in, in one of your kind of, it's kind of like narrowing down a, a niche, you know, for, mm-hmm. for with your abilities, which is, is hard to do initially. You have to try a lot of them, I think, to try them, but find out what you love. Right. You know, can I talk to dead people? Yeah. Am I good? Yeah, I'm decent. But I love past lives and cards. So I would much rather do that than constantly look for somebody's dead Aunt Mabel. Yeah. I I just learned that. Well, I mean, I thought that that was my my calling per se to mm-hmm. aid in in cold cases and missing persons and things. But that's a very difficult path to go down because there is a lot of pain there, and it, yeah. it was killing me literally. So although I'm very good at it, it it's not something I and and I didn't realize. I I guess that's a that's another thing to ask you. You know. What do you what do you tell psychics that feel like they're obligated? Because I didn't realize that that I do have a choice. I'm not obligated to do that just because I'm good at it. It's kind of you know the whole manipulation of actually nobody asks me any of that, frankly. Really? Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess my students know that you have to pace yourself, and if there's no joy in what you're doing, why the hell are you wasting your time on it? I don't care how good you are. I am a brilliant second in command to hard-nosed lawyers. I did it for years. I hate lawyers. I am not going back there. I don't care how much (laughs) money you offer me. So. I think for me, it was, it was my knee, my, my feeling like I had to help all these people, but there's so many, you know, but then I, I realized me telling myself that I had to do that was was myself that I was, I was basically, you know, determining my own fate that I wasn't obligated to do that. You know, there's always going to be people dying. There's always going to be bad things and evil in the world. That's right. And and so, and it wasn't bringing me joy at all. Don't waste your time on it then. I think anyone can talk to dead people. They just can't talk back. I don't see. So does anyone else have a straightforward question for Corby that's serious? Not serious on a, I mean, it doesn't have to be of serious nature. But, But, you know, it's like (laughs) you're not flapping your text here. Right. Because remember, guys, I'm one hour ahead of y'all. It's like 20 of 11. She, and we're almost out of time. So, so, so 
Oh my goodness, no. Natalie, get <laughs> you want all that for Natalie? Natalie should get a reading with me, a serious one. Then we'll look at that. But that's frankly, uh, on my free reading hours, that's one of my rules is you get one question. And I do encourage people, don't show up every single month and just say, what am I, what's a message from my spirit guides? A, that's lazy. And it means you just want to eat at the free table. And because it's only an hour and I do 45 to 50 people in an hour. I mean, I'm very fast. But people who are there all the time are blocking out new people. And that's not fair. So I have some rather, rather strict rules. But people don't seem to complain because it's a way of being fair. I can see that. I, I and, and I do see that as fair affairs as, as an observer, you know. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the very good readers, This you're absolutely right, the same people show up every single time and they mm -hmm. they go right there. They're waiting there early to sign the book, you know, get in line. Mm -hmm. And um, That's like the person who goes to Wegmans and always eats all the free sample food and never buys groceries. <laughs> no, not right, not fair. <laughs> it blocks paying customers, yes. So what is your... Um, we have a lot of people in in the Northeast. Um, your schedule coming up, I know, is on your website. You said um, your your upcoming events. They they can go if they want to. Um, do you have a couple workshops coming? What I uh, what I have is October 9th. Um, October 9th. Um, uh, it's the Mind Body Soul Expo up in Saratoga Springs. It's being held at the Gideon Putnam. I'll be doing readings there. But I will also be holding a past life gallery. The way you've seen mediumship galleries, I do it with past lives. Huh. If people want to learn from me, I tend not to go out and teach classes here, there, and everywhere in COVID. But what I have developed is my Patreon page. What's Patreon? It is a way that you can actively support someone you believe in. Okay. Um, with me, it's 10 bucks a month, once a month, 90 minutes, you're going to have a class with me and a small amount of other people. And we do all kinds of things. We've had astrologers coming in to teach. Um, I do meditations, visualizations. I teach tarot. I teach oracle cards. We've worked on past lives together. But the reason I do it there is because it's not just people who come in and I never see them again. This group has been together basically for a year. So they know each other, they trust each other, they support each other, and they're learning as a group and a tribe. So if you want to commit to something like that, learning through me, you go to my Patreon and you sign up. And every last Wednesday from 7 to 9 or 9.30, we work together. We learn together and you're finding the people on your wavelength in other parts of the United States that can support you. As I was telling Trish, there was one woman whose son was just discovered to be autistic. He's five, she's panicked. But there was somebody else in the group that had a son who was very much on the spectrum, but he's just going to college this year. So she had all of those years of experience to help this other person. So she wasn't scared. She would know how to deal with it. And she had the sources. That's what I mean by tribe. 
And and it's so reasonable if you think about it. You know, we spend money on for people reaching for something. We spend hundreds of dollars on books and TV shows and and all kinds of stuff, but to have actual real life people, the accessibility to that is yes. is something that you can't get from a pre-recorded, you know, course or any, even no. an in-person one in a, in a one session in person. 400 people? No, no, no. Right. So, and, you know, I've got one person from Washington, somebody from Eastern Maryland, somebody from Buffalo, somebody from Ohio, somebody from Canada. You would never meet each other except here. Right. So that's the delight. And don't be afraid. Yeah, there are one or two people in there that are my level good, but most of them are rookies. Everybody is on the same level. It doesn't matter whether you know this stuff or not. Come and learn it. That's it's when you go to <laughs> Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com, and look for Corby Midlod. Is that on your website as well? Mm-hmm. Or just something? Mm-hmm. Okay, that people. Can oh yeah. Find. If you go on my website and scroll down, you see this big yellow and gold thing that says "Support me on Patreon." Click there, and you'll see what I'm doing. Well, that is, I, I'm going to be joining that group, I'm telling you, because <laughs> I'm on We'd love to have uh, you, Trish. So, Corby, it has been a delight. Um, I know there's still people out there. I, For one, a lot of people are afraid to ask questions on, on air because they're afraid of the answers they will get publicly, as you said. So mm-hmm. I do get that. Mm-hmm. Um but I do want to thank all of my listeners. I, I want to thank you absolutely for joining me again tonight. It's it's been a pleasure as always. I've I've learned such a great deal from you, and uh, I do also. I forgot to mention it. They're gonna get, they're gonna yell at me again. Beginning of the show. I want to thank Carnation for sponsoring my show as well. Um, that's again with the money thing. That's absolutely essential in media to have our sponsors, um, and. We are going to let Corby, since she's an hour ahead, it's 9.45 here. Um, let's see, Jess, Josh says, have a blessed night. Don't forget the links. I posted the links, Josh. Um, you scroll up there. Um, I will also post them again. They're also on my group page. They are on the, the Parapost Network. They're on um, YouTube. Um, obviously, Corby's website as well. That, that you can get those. Yeah, and the website is just corbymitlide.com. Couldn't be simpler. L-E-I-D, as as it says on the on the screen there. Um, and what do we have um, next week? I have Reverend Jennifer Moore, Jen, uh, coming back. She teaches emotional freedom tapping. It's it's an interesting technique. I had never even. I didn't know existed until recently. So um, that's what's coming up. We're going to sign off early tonight as I, I'm the same as you. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I am so hot right now. I'm like, what is going on? It's, yep. Yep. it's like 100 degrees in my room. But yes, um, visit her website. And I... I'm going to start a book club, actually, and put a lot of the, the people who have inspired me and, and hers will definitely be on there. Because as I said, her books are are very easy to relate to and easy to read, but so informative. Um, 
and it helps it helps you get to that next step and and to kind of know you know i had put all of the things that i had learned and read and and from other people and then there were certain things that corby had in her books that i had never heard anybody else say or or put in writing or anything that put those pieces together for me so definitely check out her books otherwise have a good night everyone thank you for listening and joining us and be safe and <laughs>